0: Ramblers get rambling. So, what's going on with
1: y'all? nothing nothing much i'm still social distancing but i'm supporting the protesters they're the they're the winners in society it's actually the the only hope really the only hope economically is that the coronavirus turns out to be bullshit which a lot of the info coming out seems to point to it being hello yeah Yes, a lot of the info coming out seems to point to it being bullshit and numbers overblown. And then if the public becomes aware of that, we'll get back to economically, we'll get back to some kind of normal in a reasonable amount of time. And so that requires two things. One is that people start coming out, and we don't have a wave of sickness. Or if we do, it's something that can be demonstrated. Is just inflated numbers, and then the second part of it is that everyone realizes it. And uh, there, I see some light in the economy. But other than that, it looks like the the news media and the uh, certain politicians and and the medical experts are shaping this up to be like a long, drawn-out thing. You know, they're saying things like, it'll for sure come back in the fall, and it's for sure going to flare up in different places, and, you know, it's not going away. And if that's the truth, then, unfortunately, we're in for a... Whether it's the truth or not, if that's what people perceive as the reality, we're in for really, really bad (laughs) economic times. Like we've never, you know, stuff you've never imagined happening.
2: Well, the, what I would, what I would say to that, I agree that our only hope. Is somebody, uh, it sounds like somebody's sharpening a saw or something. In the, in the, in the, anybody doing? A
3: sharpening uh,
2: John's hey guys sharpening up his um,
3: katana blade. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. But, but What's up, guys?
2: I I, I would say hey. I would say that. It's true that our only hope is uh, if things can open. Up, our only hope of go, of going back to the way things were are, are opening things up. I think that the red states are basically looking at it as th- this is overblown, and 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 all that you know that whole thing you know. Um, but I can't. I, we can't say. I'm still haven't reached a point where you could say that the hoopla is fake. There have been too many uh you know there there this the statistics if the statistics are to be believed then this could go either way. So I I, I and and if we're gonna take the line of like if we, we have to trust the numbers or we just have to like uh go out there and do Throw whatever a it is that has to be done yeah. because because if you're going to make the argument that, like, if, if, if we see a spike in Florida or Georgia or wherever these things are opening up or in Europe and, and then the, the, the people are saying – then you have people saying, uh, oh, well, the numbers are fake. Then, then well, what do we have? We have nothing. We have nothing except our instinct. You know, if, if, the, if the numbers aren't to be believed and the numbers aren't to be believed, then that's that. They're going to do what they're going to do regardless. Um, the question – is like like John says uh we're going to find out i think that it could go either way i think that either this could be discovered to be some sort of like uh oh you know it was overblown it's bad for like a certain section of the population um but like you know somehow you know it it you know our our economy survives although that certain segment of the population is an important population. It's our
1: parents.
2: It, it, you know. Yeah, un, but what, you know, what unbit- it's
1: starting to look like, though, is that all of these deaths are not coming from necessarily from the coronavirus, but from neglect. You know, we shut everything down and we stopped sending these people to the hospital at the time that they were getting sick and needed help the most. And with all our hospitals shut down, you, you know look well, things like elective argument, surgery are canceled you know people the argument that people aren't getting yeah, cancer they, diagnosis people aren't getting people are staying at home and having heart attacks and you, you know cuz they're scared to go to the hospital the, the argument
2: against that would be uh, the, the argument would be excess deaths so uh, missed diagnoses and stuff like that would probably lead to a wave down the line Of All the stuff that would have been diagnosed in March and April and treated that doesn't get discovered until June and July, and then the disease has progressed, whatever disease it might be, might cause excess deaths in the summer. The excess deaths are the thing that concerns me the most because if uh, you look at the stats of like January through March uh, from 2015 through now every year for the first quarter – There's a huge spike in deaths uh, from January to March, which includes before they shut down the hospitals and and, and all that stuff. Uh, And then the excess deaths, there's no real cause listed, but it's excess deaths. Something happened you expect that your usual murders yeah. your usual accidents but, and but all he, that but stuff he, is going to happen
0: but fellas this is the thing it you know we have to open up at some point and the likelihood of this thing coming back in the fall is 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 very big i mean it's a i think it's already endemic so i mean i i guess i don't i see i don't know if this economy can 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 constantly shut down you know at the slightest um, you know, whenever something might pop up again, but it has to, like, we have to get cracking again because otherwise there'll be nothing to return to.
1: Yeah, it can't. Absolutely. And a lot of the country blew their wad with shutting down at a time when they didn't have any problem. So if the yes, problem they have shut down in waves, if the problem yeah. comes up later in a country, in a, in, a, in a state that shut down when they didn't have any virus, if the problem comes up later, they're they're going to have a hard time shutting down again. Yeah, and can they? It should. It it shut down in waves. It should have it should have shut down in waves. So like, and, or a lot of I idiot. think. Yeah. I think to to get to what Vic is saying about will it come back in the fall? It probably will. It'll probably have to burn itself out. I'm not saying that it completely doesn't exist. I think there is a a bad strain of the the cold flu virus that's what the coronavirus is it's the common cold and we've never been able to cure the common cold for thousands of years we tried and people are talking about a vaccine but does a vaccine we have a flu vaccine does the flu vaccine make you feel safe that you're never going to get the flu i mean we have a flu vaccine and people get the flu and the flu goes around every single year even with a vaccine so the vaccine isn't going to make much of a difference in terms of if this is really a, the awful killer that some people are saying it is then there, there's really no hope
4: exactly you, know,
1: you, you, you would have to
0: you would have to somehow ensure that the older generation the older population is 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 safe you know if and when it does come back i mean you, you, you may have to you, you may have to Put forward certain Jesus Christ, man. What the hell? <laughs> Is this Mad Max?
2: Just <laughs> some people going to the hospital to die. That's all. Anyway, Jesus
0: Christ. Um, Yeah, like you, when we do open up and, you know, it it gets closer to the fall, you know, I guess you're going to see a lot of these um, retirement communities uh, maintain social distancing. Uh, You know, you'll have to wear a mask if you decide to visit a family member. I think people are just going to have to be a lot more careful around people who just had cancer treatments, uh, people with immune issues. Um, They have to be very careful around that population of people.
2: You can't. There's no way. And and John is right. And you're right about this. There's no way to be so careful that you can avoid people's
0: oh people are gonna die yeah yeah Yeah.
2: uh but i i i do think that uh, i think that the answer lies somewhere in the middle of what the conservatives are saying that this is overblown and what the liberals are saying yes that that this is uh that this is like the end of the world and I think that it's become a political argument now. And by that time there are bigger things at play. And and I, I think that we, we have to be able to kind of see both points of view, but also both negative points of view. You know, like there there are there might be negative uh there might be negative problem, you know, negative ways of uh looking at at why the conservatives and the liberals feel that the, the way they do, you know, like what influence does the presidential election have, in, and, and what stake does do the conservatives and liberals have in, uh, you know, the presidential election and politics, and if the president's going to look bad or not, um, and then there's positive uh, things the liberals. If you want to take them at face value, they want to save old people. They want to save the disadvantaged, the people with no health care who are dying in droves and ghettos and stuff like that. They they matter too. Uh the conservatives want to save the economy. The uh we if if the economy dies and we Become a third world country overnight, then that's going to be bad for all of us. So, we, so I think, I think yeah. Once what, we take a sober look at both things, you know. Well, what what you yeah. have
1: to what you have to realize, and what people are starting to realize, is that we've already bought ourselves a massive round of death because with hospitals pr- pretty much shut down in most places, and all this elective <laughs> surgery canceled, which. People are starting to realize, like, I thought elective surgery was boob jobs and stuff. But a lot of (laughs) surgery is elective surgery. You know, most surgery, you don't have to get it done right away. You choose not to do it. So when they open back up, I mean, I know somebody with some kind of pimple who's worried that it's skin cancer. And so he called his doctor and the, the, the dermatologist said, no, we're closed. We're only doing emergencies. So you're going to have this big rush of people trying to get their, their surgery, go to their doctor. And meanwhile, these hospitals that furloughed all their workers, they don't know if these people are coming back because that's a, a really shitty way to treat your employees. You know, when you don't have work for them, you send them packing and then you expect them to come back in the midst of like a, a healthcare crisis with a pandemic possibly going around. You, you know, if if you didn't take care of them, why should they take care of you?
3: Great system, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, man. A lot of people were sent packing. I I consider myself one of the fortunate ones because I work for the other guys. The um, the one of the two main hospitals, major hospitals in Pennsylvania, did a massive round of layoffs. My hospital chose to cut hours, so you know that I'm. I think I'm very fortunate in that respect because at some point we're gonna we're gonna be going back to that office and we're gonna be at full t- full speed. Um, the work is still there. Yeah. The work is still there. Our work is there. It's just um, we can't. We, we don't have the space to do it right now.
1: Yeah, and that's a smarter way to do it because it by is. cutting hours. You gave everyone a lifeline. You know, yeah. they gave everyone mm-hmm. a lifeline of a little income coming in, and and, and it, it's real. It's really hard to lay people off, and then uh, it's hard on the people, and then to 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 expect loyalty when they come back. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. Just, they did a very good job. They really did. I I I, I could have been one of the unfortunates.
2: I'm, I'm starting to get this really bad feeling the last few days, and and, and look, I. You know, you guys know me and you guys know me. I'm not like a liberal per se. I, You know, I have I I, I do have a lot of economically liberal ways of looking at things, but I've always been able to see past it. And I think um, they uh, have overblown, you know, not that this isn't a dangerous thing. It is dangerous and it could be worse than we think, but they have overblown it. Uh, You know, conservatives have under, you know appreciated the magnitude of it in the urban areas because it's, it's easier if you're not in the urban areas to like kind of downplay it. Actually, you know.
1: it's unthinkable. Most people who come to New York and have never been there before don't are so uncomfortable with everyone being in their space like that. So right. like people in New York don't even understand social distancing. If you ride the subway in New York and someone doesn't touch your dick while you're on there, you feel like you were social distanced. Yeah, no,
2: yeah exactly, True. exactly. But I'm starting to worry that we're not going to ever get back to normal, that, that I think it's over. And, and I, I always felt, I remember our first episode that, that, uh, April 30th, and here we are May 3rd, and we're not even too, at, at best, rural New York will open up in two weeks. Rural yeah, New I, York. I
1: don't see how New York City does it, because it's, it, the city by its nature requires so much crowding, you know, like here I get in my car, I'm in the fresh air, I go someplace, the stores aren't yeah. crowded, The you, you know, normally you're kind of social distanced. Here, compared to New York. So, I I don't know how they open it up, unless the virus is just gone.
2: What is... Who's got... Why does it sound like a 1970s office in the background? Do you
1: hear that?
3: Sorry, I got a phone right here.
1: Put them on. Put them on. on Vitenka's pretending to work from home.
3: (laughs) I have a, a landline phone, and it's... um. It's next to the laptop because the laptop is wired to the same connection.
2: Right, right. So it's like a. Uh, okay, so now we know. We know. We know what that is. We know what that is.
3: Yeah, I don't um, see how New York
0: does yeah. it. But they're gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs>
1: unless it's unless the d- disease is bullshit. New York is kind of screwed, and. You you know, this herd mentality, people live in a herd in New York, a herd immunity. Trump says herd mentality to make fun of people. But this herd herd immunity, you you know, when you get to an agricultural area like I'm in, you realize what happens with animals. If you keep one cow in your yard, that cow probably never needs any medical care or or immunizations or anything because he's one cow. But if you have a thousand cows or a hundred cows, then that disease—that maybe it's one of a in a thousand chance of a cow getting it—if you have a thousand cows, then for sure one of them's going to get it, and then it spreads throughout. And they have to take measures to uh, isolate animals. You have to be really watchful for disease. And the same thing happens on farms with fruit. You know, if you have a couple tomato plants in your yard, you don't have to worry about fungus or disease or stuff like that. But when you're Growing thousands of tomatoes, you know, these organisms infect and spread through the herd. And so New York is kind of like that. People get sick all the time in New York. You know, it's impossible. They tell you on the news, oh, we have a bad flu season. Uh, Try and be safe, everybody. And it's like, well, yeah, what am I going to do? How am I going to try and be safe?
2: You know, I—it's I, true. Living in New York, and you kind of—you're resigned to the possibility that you could pick up the flu. Like you are, you just—you just accept that it's possible, or a stomach flu. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, this is uh, this. There's scientific evidence that this is a little different than the flu, but like, the same concept holds. Where like. Uh, the places would have who have more dense populations are going to have to, uh, and by dense I mean you know more people in the city. Um, they're going to have to have these restrictions or or take more precautions than like Idaho will. do. Yeah. And and uh, and I think that's just the way it's going to be. But I'm I don't know. I'm not even sure that we're even going to ever go back to the way it was. I I. I just, I just, I especially in the in, in the cities, how how these small businesses could possibly open up under these you know circumstances, and and uh, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, every day it feels a little further away. Know, anybody have any ideas on that? that you know.
0: uh, well, I mean, the, some of the some of the restaurants have already kind of started. Uh, the Chinese food places in particular, they, they've been closed um, and they've just started opening. Uh, There's one of three that are open uh, by us and they're crazy busy. I mean, they're running out of stuff. Um, So hopefully that's true with everything that opens up. You know, I mean, I for one can't wait to get back out there and start, you know, you know, hitting the thrift shops and, you know, uh, checking out the antiques. Um, I mean, I have a list of things I want to do, you know, hopefully people, I, it, it all depends on how safe people feel, you know. I don't think that a lot of people are going to be um, rushing to kind of, you know, be amongst the masses, but, you know, if people... If- so, yeah. yeah, Vic, I, I agree.
2: I think the red state, if the red states want to go out there and try this out, I have no problems with it. They might either, they might be heroes who discovered that this wasn't as bad as it was, or they might save me and the people around me a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's,
2: that's it, you know?
0: Yeah, Is I mean. I'm, true as it gets. Yeah, very true. I don't know, man.
2: And only time will tell. Only time will tell. We, we can sit here and argue numbers and the validity of numbers yeah. and, and all that, but only time will tell. We're going to see either a skyrocket, a skyrocketing rate of infections, or we're going to see nothing. It's going to be like, oh, well, you know, all right, let's go out, <laughs> you know? And yeah. uh, we'll see. But, but, you know, John brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and it's a good point, which is people – we're all like, we're kind of all like peasants. Most of us, I—I'll speak for myself. I'm a peasant. I basically have a routine, you know, and then I just stick to that routine. And now, and most people, that I, you know, the general population is like that too. And now they've built a new routine, and now you're going to be asking people to break another routine, which is hard to do, so that you can make yourself uncomfortable in subway trains and in horrible traffic and in congested areas and in offices with your, you know, you've gotten a breather from your boss and your coworkers. And now all of a sudden you're back in there, you know, and, and it's going to be a really rough adjustment.
3: I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, necessity is the best teacher, right? So when people don't have a choice, they'll, uh, they'll do whatever they need to do because they need the money to live.
2: Yeah, true. True. That's true. Necessity. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, uh, but but so far, um, Florida doesn't seem to have reported if you want to believe the numbers, Florida and Georgia seem to uh, not have an uptick in, in, in cases. so that's a good thing. Texas seems to be low, lower I, I guess um, Well actually not Texas. I saw Texas had a little bit of a spike when they op- when they're opening up. Happened. Well well. it
1: remember it'll it'll probably take two weeks. Because supposedly this thing takes up right. to two weeks to show symptoms, and then you're, you're really – I mean, two weeks is the longest possible time, but the way it goes is, let's say you, you get exposed. A week later, you get symptoms and you feel sick, and then you're usually sick for uh, a, few days. a few days before you realize, whoa, I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. And so you might be sick for a week before you're you're short of breath, right. and it's in your lungs. So it's lungs. three weeks, three weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then you then you go to the hospital after three weeks, and, and then so it's so it's really
0: and four weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you die. Yeah, so you, you die That's a true. week later on the yeah. ventilator. So so it's that makes it really hard as as opposed to like in the movies where somebody coughs and in a In a room, and then everyone's sick like uh, half an hour later. Everybody's dead, yeah. Yeah, diseases like that are easy to track. So we can't
2: see. What's happening today is what happened four weeks ago.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, three, four weeks ago. The deaths of today were infected in early April, uh, early to mid-April even. So whatever's happening this week and last week, we won't see it manifest until mid-May. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, you're you right about that. I mean, we, we'll, I mean, but we're we're gonna have to be, uh, we're just gonna have to let time tell. And in the meantime, now we're we're entering week eight since they closed the New York City schools. And uh, I, what you know, just trying to like, I don't know, it's it's just I, I'm getting my eight hours of sleep. I I'll say, I I got eight hours, and then. One day last week, I stayed up. I I it was the new Tom York song, or it, and then I got excited watching it. It was like twelve thirty, yep. and then um, and I stayed up to like one thirty. You know, just contemplating the song and the lyrics and all that stuff. And then I woke up. I had to wake up to to do work, and that was about six hours of sleep. And I felt it. As I was getting my coffee, you know, I was, I was, I was uh, brewing my coffee and, and setting up my breakfast. I felt it. I felt this weakness, this uh, just like ugh, this malaise, this exhaustion. And, and I realized that that, that lack of uh, time makes uh, lack of sleep makes a big difference even one night. And then I realized that I was spending – I spent the last year on six hours of sleep, really, you know, going to bed at 1230, waking up at 630. And I got used to it, and I got used to that feeling of fatigue and and all that. And it's just amazing. At the very least, this has given me a chance to catch up on sleep and become more sensitive. You know, because what happens is your body becomes less sensitive to the damage And then you're just slowly getting sicker and weaker, and you don't even realize it, you know. But yeah,
3: maladaption,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Maladapt, yeah. And 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 um, and so I I realized just doing it one day, something that I used to do every day until like February or March of this year, caused significant, uh, you know, significant issues for me in the morning. It's like it's pretty
3: and this kind of. This goes for everybody and, and whatever you're doing that, that isn't good, whatever we're doing. Uh, and and the body, I guess, will do whatever it can to um, make up for it and kind of cover it up. But in the meantime, we're doing damage, you know, in the long term. And then, you know, don't be surprised when we get some sort of serious disease down the line, you yes, know, yes. for no reason.
2: Yes, or you get hit with COVID and it hits you harder than it would have. If, if right, been, you know exactly, exactly, and and just uh, but you know that's been good, and I'm just trying to take care of myself a little more. And I notice weird, like like if I get upset, like if somebody pisses me off or some stress happens or whatever at work or whatever, you know, I I feel it in my chest. I feel these things, and, and like in the past, you just ignored it it was just like just you know you know you you were like so distracted that you didn't even notice the physiological changes that were taking place and now i'm starting. i've been at such a level of peace for the most part that i'm starting to notice these physiological changes that happen when i get stressed out or angry or or whatever and it's it's actually pretty interesting it's like
1: well I, I think I think that's part of where the protests are coming from. I mean you could draw the you could point out the obvious that the protesters are more conservative and that it's potentially politically driven, but in reality a lot of people in New York and California, they're they're not they're not conservative at all. And it's just way more fun and healthy to be fighting against martial law and and the system and the empire or whatever you want to call it than it is to be like at home tattletaling on your neighbor well you
2: i mean if those were the two i mean those aren't the two choices but i get what you're saying i mean no they're not
1: they're not the two choices but taken taken to the extreme most people whether they're liberal or conservative they they kind of rather be on the when push comes to shove they rather be on the side that uh, makes you feel better and also the side that's more fun. Yeah, but
0: I also think John, there's a, it's relative. You know, you think about New York. I mean, they've been, I think people aren't protesting in New York because they're scared shit. You know, like they're, they're the ones, like Ramos even says, you know, day and night he hears ambulances. That shit will scare the hell out of you to stay in, you know. Uh, I, don't, I, I yeah. don't know how, I don't know how much sickness the people in the mid in the Midwest or whatever has seen? Uh, I don't think they have the numbers close to to the to the cities. Oh
1: yeah, well, well, your your level of fear is going to correlate with with how much risk you perceive right. being out there, and that's based on the numbers and the science. It is vastly different yeah. in New York City than it is in rural America, yeah. and then also your level of fear your your level of anxiety about your job and your future is going to counterbalance that. Yeah. And um, we're, we're even, we're even getting to, to the point now though where the people who are most secure are always government employees. You know, it's, that's one of the, that's one of the things you get into a city job and you're, you're good for the rest of your life and your retirement's covered and your medical's covered. And uh, it's great if you're raising a family or something, but, Now there's all this uncertainty about states and counties and cities are all going bankrupt. And is anyone going to bail them out? And if they don't get bailed out, they can't really print money. So they're going to have to make massive cuts. And part of the reason they're bankrupt, it's not just because they're treating people with coronavirus, because a lot of places don't have any coronavirus. But the shutdown, all of a sudden people stopped getting parking tickets. And traffic tickets yeah. and all kinds of other harassment that the government—they <laughs> shot themselves the in public. the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not—it's not supposed to be about raising revenue, but it—it it does raise revenue. I blew significant a revenue. Toll. <laughs> I bl- oh yeah. It's I blew through, I blew through a toll and they sent me a bill just for the toll without any—they uh, call it an administrative fee. It's yeah, not a yeah. fine. And, you know, all of that is waived because the you know, they don't want to they actually sent the toll workers home and I wasn't aware my easy pass didn't work on that road. So normally I'd get a big fee for doing that. And uh, I didn't. So all these revenue sources are drying up. And if you're a government worker, or a quasi government worker, you have to worry about your future. And the, the only way they can get revenue is to raise tax but how are they going to do that? You know, you, you risk, they're already taxing people at, at tolerance. So if you combine the economic downturn with like raising everyone's tax, you risk a tax revolt. Well, it, the bill is going to come due. <laughs> so it's, it's got to get paid somehow. So.
0: You know what, you know what they have to do? The, the, uh, um, like
2: I brought up a little bit of, of uh, legalizing marijuana, legalizing enough of this garbage with the sports gambling. Just legalize all the sports gambling. Right, what is the big deal? You might just see that. that shit you up. can see that. Yeah, let's let's get this going already. I have to go to Jersey to to gamble on on games. <laughs> you, you know, you have to drive to Jersey and sit there in a parking lot somewhere so I can use DraftKings and and uh, and, and 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 gamble on something. <laughs> I mean, come on, just just open that up. That's going to increase the revenue. Uh, you know, we do need to educate the population, especially young younger people, on the dangers.
0: The corporations of are going to have to start paying their share too. It's, it's you know. Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> there's
3: also that. Exactly.
0: No, I'm serious. they're going to have to fucking uh, pay their due. I mean, this you know, <laughs> this tax break on that shit.
3: And who's going to make them? Who's going to make them? They have, you know, the, the uh, politicians bought. Them.
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately, when you raise taxes on corporations, what usually happens is they lay off people or they raise the price. <laughs> they, they raise the prices on their customers, and the the CEO, uh, the CEO continues to make, uh, you know, fifty million a year or whatever he makes. Right. And uh, a, lot hey, times, a lot of times, a lot of times,
0: pay cut. <laughs> yeah
2: they call it a haircut, <laughs> they call it a haircut.
0: <laughs> I, I can't even spell pay
1: cut. <laughs>
3: what, what, what i what I don't understand is this, and I don't not that I know much about it, but I, I brought this up before is that insane amount of money, trillions of dollars in that bailout bill that seems to have mostly gone to uh to a select few in the stock markets and all that and, and you know how that just doesn't make sense you know when you need so much money to help everybody the small businesses and and individuals yeah you know
2: nobody nobody wants to help the small businesses is what it is i think that I don't think that there are many people except small business owners who will shed a tear for small businesses ju- ju- because the big corporations, the, the small businesses are like the mammals to the big corporations dinosaur, basically. So, so you're, you know, if you're a big corporation, you'd love to see all these small businesses eliminated And then you can kind of take over and have a
1: monopoly. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's that's part of the reason the shutdown is very unfair, because stores like Walmart and Target got to stay open because they sell groceries. Uh And so they got to stay open while meanwhile, let's say bicycles. A lot of people bought bicycles so they could get out and get some exercise. So why is it safer to buy a bicycle at Walmart than it is at the local bike shop? You know, the local bike shop, there's probably not more yeah. than one person at a time in there, even on the busiest day of the year. So why did that guy have to stay closed? And how is it fair to him? Yeah. That all his, all these local people, their business all went to Walmart or Amazon. So
3: I
2: don't think, the, yeah, I don't think the policy is. I don't think policymakers are very are, are interested in keeping small businesses alive. I don't know if that's their main motivation at this point <laughs> in Congress. But
0: but Let's do they see, do know. they not understand the amount of jobs that are going to be lost from this? Do they not understand that that these people are not going to be paying taxes because they're not going to be making money? You know, all of that money is not going to fucking yep. circulate. You they're not going to be buying shit on I, I, Amazon if they can't if they
2: don't have a fucking paycheck to spend. You're going to have a large population. You're Vix right. You're going to have a large portion of the population that is not going to have a job, even after this is all. And, and there, there's going to be a shift, just like after post NAFTA and and post neoliberalism, you started to have jobs switching from manufacturing to the service economy. Something is going to... They're going to have to switch from the service economy to something yep. else. If that even and make doesn't. a lot less. And make a lot... Of course. Cause that's the main part. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking terrible. Exactly.
0: Yeah,
3: that's it, Vic. Well, what do we say about predatory yeah. capitalism? That at first it, um, it attacks people in other countries and at some point it turns in, uh, to... Um, feeding off of its own
1: yeah well if you if you want you know? to talk about people in other other countries the the food supply is in shambles right now and we're a big exporter of food here in the hello hello is this oh
2: i got cut off i know i can can anyone hear me? i
4: can hear you
3: I can hear you, but I can't hear John. John, he John got-, got
2: cut off. He, was, he, he got close to the a.m. <laughs> you know what that is? Can you hear oh, me? Oh, he is. He's
1: back. It's, when you're going to say something really important, yeah. then your phone just mysteriously cuts yeah. out. Well, What, what <laughs> I was, was going to say is that if, the food, if, we, if we have a food shortage here in the United States, we'll cut off. Democrat, Republican, no matter who it is, they'll cut off exports. And the third world is going to be in some real problems if you want to talk about that
2: yeah yeah that's right because we're not going to be able to export because we'll have to feed ourselves provided that corporations think that way and don't just follow profits but like we'll see uh most likely <laughs> most likely what would happen is is uh, it, like as john says you know historically when you don't have enough stuff to send out you start selling it you know you sell it to your own population and 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 you rather sell your goods to your own population than leave your own population short and keep selling yeah. abroad and the government would probably force Yeah the it government to anyway.
1: would just like Trump uh diverted masks and stuff to the back to the United States the government would not only cut off the food but divert whatever food they could into the United States because if people get hungry, if people most people alive in the United States have never been hungry where they're hungry and they have no way to get food. You know, maybe you're hungry because you've been out all day and you're busy. But I mean, you're 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 really close to anarchy, particularly in places like New York City, where everything has to be trucked in. You know, you're you're in, in three days yeah. you you're in anarchy in New York City. Which,
3: yeah, because you only have a few uh, you know, uh, bridges and tunnels. That's it. It's amazing how much we get in here. It's incredible. Oh, you yeah, you shut that system Which
0: brings down. Me to question.
2: May, maybe you, would, you guys will understand this more than I do because it's – the meat – I have to give the president credit for the meat plant thing. That For some reason, they're going to start shutting down these meat plants. And I'm like, Wait a second. For those very reasons, you shut down meat plants and you really start to have riots and chaos. So can't somebody go – what is the problem? Is the problem lack of protective equipment? If that's the problem, what can we do to get these workers protective equipment? Talk to the foreman. Talk to the boss. Which, get that shit straight with, out, Which out,
1: company right?
0: was that? Was it Tyson? They, they said they reported hundreds of workers. Tyson. Yeah. Hundreds okay. of – I think that so – what? Yeah.
2: You're the meat industry. You're not making. You're not. You're. You're, you're not you're making floral arrangements. You're the fucking meat industry. You stay open, and if you can't stay open, then tell us what we need uh, to do. I'll, t- to I'll tell you open. what the
1: problem is. Let's say. Let's say you're working right. on a line, and you're you're not getting paid a, a million dollar salary there. You're working on the meat line, right. and next to you, the guy working next to you, he. All of a sudden at lunchtime he's feeling sick and the foreman says, listen, man, go home because you're, you know, we, we don't want shit spreading around. And so you go home and you, you, yeah. you look at your kids and you think about it and you worried you have it or it's going around and you call up the next morning and you say, hey, boss, I'm not feeling good today. And so one, <laughs> one person who actually gets sick could cause 10 people to call in because they're scared. And then when 10 people call right. in, now everyone's fucking scared because it looks like an outbreak. Right. And so it, it right. happens exponentially where people start, you know, not coming in, wanting to go on strike, wanting their sick leave. And I don't know the solution to it. So, so this is an essential service. This is the true definition
2: of a, an essential service. You need your food to be functioning properly, not just because people need steak on their plate but because without un- enough meat uh people are going to riot people are going to feel like something is seriously wrong and people are, you know are going to freak out so you, you what what's the solution here the sol- you know uh, that that's the thing and so the president signs this order to keep things open which I would have as the president I would have done the same thing I would have been like no we're keeping these you know things open so so now what happens you know, where, where do you what? what do you well? Do they'll now? they'll have to bring you in know.
1: substitute workers. I mean, part of it is that these That's guys it, are unionized, yeah. and unfortunately, we in essential services, we can't afford to guarantee everybody a job. Maybe if you get sick or you want to call in sick, maybe you have to not get paid while you're out sick, and somebody else comes in and does your job.
3: <clears throat> Wait a minute, I, I'm surprised to hear. He, I would assume that most uh, meatpacking companies uh, are probably not, not illegal, unionized probably illegal and and that they're like mostly in the south and stuff and very poorly paid in very poor conditions. Well, so that that's my assumption. If you, pay, you, know. if you
1: pay somebody a low salary, I read one article where the union leaders were fighting the company. I don't know where that company was but it's true too if, if people are are not paid well and not respected you can't be surprised if they don't want to come in and risk getting sick that's right and if they're
2: not and if they're not protected if, if, if you know
3: yeah they if they're not
1: protected office, yeah
2: they won't give you anything and you're supposed to go in there in a small room all day with a bunch of sick workers and, but and get, for, well, for five for fifteen dollars an hour
3: but generally speaking uh, just thinking you know just just uh, logically right if you're working with meat on an industrial level uh, that increases the, the chance of illness right obviously it's kind of like garbage man they're they're working with garbage all day so you know it's hard on their immune system it's just that's just what it is and also repetitive motion right a high chance of um, accidents and uh you know things like that machinery
1: sanitary in their practices because they're dealing with meat and not can only can they contaminate food and make people sick but they can make themselves sick handling raw meat
3: yeah my my understanding is that um the the employees are not nearly as um protected as the the food like you know if the, the food is is better protected in this country than the employees wow that's just what i heard but
1: and yet, you yeah. know a problem with shutting down these places is farmers are euthanizing animals and you can't just like if yeah. you're a furniture factory you can come in come back a month later and you see your pile of wood is still there you, you might have a bunch of bills, but you have all your resources, whereas farming, it takes a whole year or longer sometimes to start producing from nothing. And so all these crops and animals we're destroying, you, you know, you can't, you can't just raise a, snap your fingers and create a cow. That cow's got to be raised from a baby or, uh, you, you know, a vegetable needs to be grown. It takes months and months. And so that's the, that's the danger with food.
3: Well, the, the whole, the whole animal, um, food industry is, is very destructive for many reasons. Um, the, you know, the need to, to raise meat on an industrial level, uh, so as to provide huge amounts to people, um, you know, it's very cruel to the animals, it's not really good for, for anything, for anybody. You know, it's unhealthy, uh, it pollutes a ton. You know, you need tons of water and, and land to to feed the animals. And on the other side of it, you know, this uh the free range organic meat industry, which you know I would think is on the rise, it's even worse in another way because it needs a lot more land and water to be able to take care of those animals where it's not as cruel and it's healthier for you. So no matter how you look at it, um, the production of, of, uh, of animal, you know, of animal, you know, meats and cheese and all that, um, it's just not very sustainable and it, it's not really good for anybody. You know, like, uh I'm not saying that people should be forced to, to be vegan or anything like that, um, but it would be much better if people were to understand that it's in everybody's interest, best interest to really decrease the amount of animal products that we do consume. Well,
1: that's a that's a nice sentiment, you know? but vegetarianism has been around for thousands of years and it's probably not going to happen anytime soon.
3: Right, no, like I said, I'm not saying that you have to be. You know, you can't force people to do that. But um, to understand that, um, you know, it's, like I said, in everybody's best interest to have a lot less of it, um, you know, because you would actually save a lot of water, a lot of land. You'd be able to, um, you know, grow a lot more food and healthier food without the industrial level of meat production, and, you know, would be uh, less cruelty as well. So, you know, it would be a win-win-win, but, you know, I think besides the people being used to this system and expecting those large amounts of um, animal products, uh, it's also the industry itself, you know, if you were uh, in the meat industry or the dairy industry, you want to make people believe that they, you know, need it. They need lots of it. They, they wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be in their interest to uh, significantly decrease the production. Right.
2: Well, I mean, maybe down the line, uh, you know, as time goes on.
3: At some point, it will be necessary because at some point, uh, you know, there'll be less and less land and and uh, water and less and less right. food for well, high, how, higher and higher number of people. How is there,
1: uh, how is there less water? So, the water falls from the sky and makes it back into the earth somehow whether an animal pisses it out, drinks it and pisses it out, or it just – kind of it's kind of a myth that water – wasting water is a, a problem. It's only a problem when you're contaminating the water with uh, pollution.
3: Well, that ex- – exa- exactly, exactly. There's a huge amount of water being contaminated. You know, there are other reasons as to why there will be pro- more and more problems with the water supply, right, the, the fracking uh, – going deep into uh, uh, the, the water reserves underneath, things like yeah, that. Yeah, like,
1: like what if, um, Chris, what if farm just... and I pump water out of the ground with a well and spray it onto the ground, you know, to water plants and some of it gets drank by the plants and the rest of it seeps back into the ground where it started out with. I mean, it's totally sustainable. Hmm.
2: Well, it doesn't even, you know what 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 we the point at this at this juncture is is that it's something to you know we could debate that over the next few years and you know but as as of right now with with these meat packing plants it's it's a kind of bad sign if you have essential truly essential businesses start to threaten the shutdown, and so there's a responsibility with the owners of these companies and there's a responsibility that the workers have, you know, and there's a responsibility that the population has to make sure that they insist that these, uh, that this is, you know, taken care of because you
1: can't have meat plants shutting down. Yeah. For practical, uh, for practical purposes, now now is not the time for anyone, uh, liberal conservative whatever you are now is not the time to push like a some kind of social agenda because the the future is so uncertain that the more politics you throw into it the more things become a powder keg and some people are actually wishing for a revolution you know they think they'll go out protesting on friday night and then monday morning they go back to work and they have uh Free health care, or they have uh, you know something has changed in their life, but that's not a revolution what a revolution is like. you get start, get it started, and it's going to be a long time of death and starvation, and you don't know what you're going to end up with because the when the common yeah, take man, a look at the history yeah. yeah when the common man becomes violent, you know somebody who just watches football and eats hamburgers and doesn 't give a shit when he goes out and becomes violent you don't know if he's gonna become a fascist or a socialist or a or whatever and even people who are very liberal or very conservative they change in a revolution they change sides easily if you're right wing you could say whoa man the right is going too far i'm gonna join up with the socialists or vice versa so you never know what you're gonna get except that it's probably something bad and the country is so divided ideologically, with uh, you have massive groups of people in cities who are pretty liberal. And then you have the rest of the country, all the rural areas are very conservative and they're all heavily armed and they all control, (laughs) they control the food supply in addition to being heavily armed. And historically, in (laughs) in civil wars, people in cities don't do good. Mm. so it's yeah, it like i've been humming john lennon's revolution like uh, you say you want a revolution you know these people calling for revolution i don't think they understand what a revolution would look like
3: oh no i agree a, a true revolution and you know like if if it so happens to topple um, you know, the the government, uh, God knows who ends up in
1: power yeah, and what kind of people they are. Yeah, especially a revolution where everyone is so fractured and has different political ideas. It would be different, like, if everyone had the exact same axe to grind, you know, like the, the king is charging us too much for our tea. And, you know, so then everyone gets together and unites into this common cause of down with the king. You know, that's kind of that can be somewhat predictable. But in a country where you have people all over the political spectrum, what you end up with is something that looks more like a civil war than a revolution. And yeah, and there's no telling what you'd get, except a lot of death.
3: Hey, carve it up, carve it up into uh, 50 states of different uh, yeah, ideologies. Sovereign, sovereign states. <laughs>
2: Well, that, that would be the, the argument, the Jeffersonian pro-state argument. But but uh, right now, I think what the focus is is immediate. We've never been in a time where, like, you know, it, it, what matters now is, uh, is what's going to happen in the next two to three weeks. What matters now is immediate. And, <clears throat> yeah, re- revolution at this point, you know, revolution usually happens when things are absolutely out of hand. So if meat, if the, if the food supply is disrupted, if people have no food in their fridge, refrigerator, if people are, are not feeling safe in the home, that's when major things happen. Thankfully, we're not at that point yet. And so for now, the question is, how are we going to Overcome. How are we going to get back to some semblance of normalcy? Uh, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do to pay for all this? We're already going to be in huge. Every the whole every state's in huge debt at this point. Uh, like like John was saying with the schools and, and all that stuff, it, it's an absolute disaster already. Even if it opened up tomorrow. Well, the only
1: the only thing I could say good about all the debt. You know, in 2008, we were all worried about hyperinflation and me and Ramos were buying some silver and doing this and that. But I'm not too worried about hyperinflation, not because I have faith in the dollar, but because where else would you put your money except the dollar? I mean, look how bad the outlook is for the rest of the world. So, you know, it's like... uh, In in a hurricane, you'd run into a brick house instead of a a mobile home. But if everyone else is in tents, that mobile home would look really good, and you'd run into the mobile home. And so that's the United States might be the mobile home when everyone else is living in tents.
2: Yeah, mobile home looks like a palace. (laughs)
1: Um, So
2: they they, uh, they would have to be... uh, I mean, then the other question, the the other question here is, 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 uh, what role China played and what we do about it? Do we, you know, uh, you know, there's a part of some people I'm hearing things like China should pay for all of this. Everybody should give them a bill and everybody's in debt to China. We're taking it out of your debt. That's it. This is the bill from the damage you caused by not alerting us earlier about this virus that was that may or may not have been created in one of your labs. You caused uh, a trillion dollars or five trillion dollars over the next couple of years. And that's being removed from our tab.
1: Yeah, I know that sounds that sounds troublingly similar to Weimar, Germany, (laughs) you know, post World War One, Germany which led to Hitler and yeah, World War thing. II. If you, just, if you just, you could bury China, the world could unite and bury China in debt and you'd probably end up with a country with a billion people, which is a, a, a radicalized country with a billion people with someone like Adolf Hitler, the Chinese version of Hitler leading it,
0: would probably
1: <laughs> not be good for the world.
0: Yeah, I think I think, well, I, I think would they would mobilize against against rather quickly if we tried to give them a five trillion dollar bill. You know, <laughs> they would mobilize pretty fucking quick. Not to mention that they build half of our arsenals anyway. So
1: yeah, I mean they cho- they could choke us off. They could choke up off most of the products they export to the world, and I mean things. An economic yeah, war would turn into a shooting war pretty fast. So then, the only other solution is the
2: federal government has to step in somehow and provide this money to they, the states, including the blue states. They could dump all
1: their dollar-denominated uh, debt. You know, they own a lot of our debt. There's all kinds of horrible things that could happen besides Chinese headlock.
2: So, so, so then, so that's so that's the extreme, you know, the extreme thing of dealing with it. But the other way of it would be. Would be that, uh, which would be, uh, you know, kind of trying to help, you know, the states from the federal government. That might be the way to go then, without starting off a world war. <laughs> you
3: know, I mean, can can somebody explain this to me? I know I keep going back to it, but uh, how is that um, trillions of dollars bailout justified when it didn't go to small business? And uh your common man not. Pretty much.
1: they don't, I don't have think to justify anything. Really. I mean some of it did. Some of it went to small businesses, but yeah, a lot of know, people a lot of too people little. took advantage too and they had bailouts after they had there were bailouts available to them as larger corporations and they took advantage <laughs> of the small business thing. What what I can say is encouraging if you're upset about it is uh Mnuchin gave some ominous answer that we're going to go back he kind of said to paraphrase him we we handed out money quicker than we could see what was going on because we wanted to help people but we're going to go back and take a look at this and there's going to be consequences for people who uh
4: who i have a hard time believing that uh, you know
1: i think I think that there, for some people, for the worst abusers, I think there is going to be a, uh, a a reckoning. There's going to be a reckoning for for some people, and that's some that's something to be careful about. you know, whatever whatever you're doing, you, you know, like let let's say looting breaks out. Now, I I know that we we wouldn't loot, but If you go out looting and throw a a cinder block through a window, you might get away with it because the court system is all shut down. But there might come a time a few months later when everything's settled down where they go back and review those tapes and identify people and start rounding them up and arresting them. So you want to be careful not to, like, do stuff just because you could get away with it because maybe you'll get away with it. They're going to start.
0: They're going to they're gonna start feeding the system. I mean, you know, the, the, there's a lot of money that, that changes hands when you're talking about prisons, when you're talking about courts. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they're going to... I'm telling you, this the payment is going to be due. And, it, you know, I, I don't know what that's going to look like in the very near future. Um, but you're going to have a lot of... A lot of fraud, man, you know, a lot of fraud. I think people are going to try and make money wherever and however they can.
1: Yeah. And, you know, these trillion dollar these bailouts were done in the form of loans, which I've been against them being loans. But having them be loans that are forgivable is a way that you could go back. And even if you're not going to prosecute people who abused it, you just tell them that you, they have to pay back their loan.
2: Hi, this is Lloyd Crespin, and when I'm out partying with my friends, I enjoy a nice cold glass of Ripple Wine. Ripple Wine is made from the finest ingredients, and it's fortified to give you that extra kick you need to get your night started right. Ripple Wine is delicious, and it's available in a variety of flavors, including red, pear, and pagan pink. It's a drink for lively people, and it's the ice-cold refresher with twice the pleasure. Ripple Wine, the wine that winks back at you. Available at your local distributor.
4: Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Better come down here, get some of this shit. You like to eat? America loves to eat. So why not open up somewhere America can sit down, enjoy a meal, and get their feet rubbed? We'll fry anything you want for $5.99 as long as it's friable or edible. We're gonna make it deliciousable. We will fry parts of the chicken you didn't even know were friable. the beak, the feathers. We'll fry candy bars. All that European stuff that you don't really normally eat, we'll bring it down here and fry it for you. Ask McDonald's to fry something other than what they normally fry. Guess what you're gonna get? Nothing. If it fit through the dough, I'll put it in the fry. Hell, this is a dinosaur. All our meats are gently tenderized to their optimum deliciousness. We got fine dinosaur meats. Took my money, pay me pay child support. Come on down here and get you a slice. Once they get your social security number, it's over. Motivated, 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 motivated. So, friends, let's just decide you don't want no barbecue. Well, that's fine too. Why not let one of my foot specialists or myself perform our magic? Look at that, don't they look wonderful? If you really pay me enough, we'll massage your feet in any of these sauces also. Success is the rule down here, Jones. Good ass barbecue and foot massage. So go ahead and give me a call or find us on the worldwide internets at the new website. That's J O N E S, bigass truck rental and com backslash Jones. Good ass barbecue and foot massage dot HTML. Excuse me, did you call number 52? Did you hear me call number 52?
0: I'm so bored. I
2: know.
4: We already li- listened to the latest Ramblers Get Ramblin' podcast. What now?
0: Hi kids. How about playing with the official Ramblers Get Ramblin' Talking Dolls? New from Humor Toys. Get all four Ramblers. So cuddly, so lifelike. Just pull the string to hear random expressions like... It's because everybody's disgusting, like a leopard.
1: I wish I could be washing my lungs with bleach. The best thing about all this is
2: that
0: you can fart.
1: It's because these idiots are mental midgets. Each
0: doll can talk for hours, so you can play and play and play. Be on the lookout for the official Ramblers Get Ramblin' playsets like Murphy's Pub the 78 Thunderbird, and Natural Foods Mart. Each set is big enough to fit all four Ramblers. And don't forget about the accessories. Cool! I got beer! I got a bottle of kombucha.
4: I got a pack of red apples.
0: (laughs) Ramblers get
3: rambled.
4: (laughs) Wow! So cool!
3: It's so cool! So amazing! Only
0: from Humor Toys.
1: I think it's going to be much harder to get the loan forgiven than it is was to apply for it.
3: Yeah, I think I think it was a bunch of people, a small number of people connected, who are probably going to get away with tremendous amounts yep. of money stolen. Basically, you know, you're supposed to control that kind of thing. You know, you're supposed to uh, have people really look. At what they're doing, and then I, I, my guess is that it was done on purpose, that um, they didn't have that in place.
1: Yeah, it just yeah, I mean, further
0: maybe. enriches the rich.
3: And then if, if some people will will get um, punished, yeah. it will be a few scapegoats, like you know the um, the, the, the uh, what, what is that word called? The um, I think it starts with a P. Peon. You know, um, but anyway, yeah, peon is one way of saying, yeah, oh, you know, some um, Patsy, yeah, there it, you go. It'll be someone who yeah, had one
1: off-the-books employee and claimed Absolutely. them, and, uh, you know, and they'll say, well, you didn't really have any employee, and then they'll say, well, I, I hire this guy off-the-books. Oh, well, you know, you're committing all kinds of crime then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what has everybody been doing? Anything uh,
2: food wise? I, I just had a Leffe beer. Those are good um, Belgian beers. It's got enough of a kick, but it's not going to knock you off your, you know, off your game.
3: Well, uh, that's not that's not going <laughs> to help your immune system fighting off the corona. Yeah.
2: Well, you're probably right about that. I'm also having some very good biscotti.
3: A little biscotti. <laughs> right, that's not going to help either. Biscotti. Biscotti.
2: Biscotti. What about you guys? Anything? Anything that stands out? Like, um, I had, uh, I had a frozen pizza with soppressata on it as a topping that we made in the oven. It was delicious. anybody else had anything good? Um. Oh.
0: Yeah, no, we've uh we we ordered Chinese last night so we had some Chinese. Um but otherwise Lauren's been cooking really good stuff, you know. Um she made she mm. made broccoli rolls today. Um they were really good. I had some Trogues beer. Um I bought a Trouble. Yeah, tr- Trogues, yeah, really good stuff. That's also Belgian. So yeah, also Belgian. Um and I had some some Cabernet, so yeah no it's it's been good it's been good
1: yeah yeah, nice, I'm ashamed nice. to say I've been eating kinda lousy because it's just i'm a I'm alone and it's hard to cook for one person, you know you cook uh you cook something and then you have to spend days eating it. So it, and and it's not as rewarding to ah. you know pat, like pat yourself on the back. It's more rewarding when you're you're cooking for a few people and people enjoy what you've cooked. So so I've been eating more. Unfortunately, I've been eating more frozen stuff and. <laughs> it's just, but I've been trying to find better quality frozen stuff. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, look at the anytime you buy anything, yeah, look and I'm at the getting ingredients. Getting over the
1: fact, like, uh, you, you know, if you see uh, the like, there's a frozen sandwich, let's say, at the dollar store, and you go to the supermarket and you see there's a frozen sandwich and it costs two dollars and fifty cents. You know, you say, "Oh man, I don't want to get ripped off. I'll go to the dollar store." But the difference in quality and in what you're eating. Might be vastly different, and so yeah, like you said, look at the ingredients and make sure it's not just overpriced. Make sure the ingredients are better, and you're eating something better. And frozen food doesn't have to be bad food. You know, your grandma cooked had a freezer and cooked meals and froze stuff sometimes. So just because it's frozen doesn't mean it has to be bad. Same thing with stuff in a can or.
3: Yeah, yeah. Basically, you have to be really picky if you want to really say that you're eating something decent. There's unfortunately so much of that is just really way subpar. So but you can. You can find good things, you know, if you, uh, if you end up in a good enough store, you, you know, and you're very picky. You know what
0: I've noticed? I don't know if any of you guys have read anything about this, but people are finding all kinds of crazy shit in their food lately like bones and, um, like plastic and I'm I'm serious. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, uh, whether it's, whether it was put together by a restaurant or a takeout, or if it was a frozen food, people are finding all kinds of crazy shit in their food. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's just a lack of oversight, giving what's going on, you know? Um, but yeah, man, be careful with your frozen shit. Bone. Yeah. Well it sounds yeah. like you have to
3: be careful with anything. It's
0: true. Yeah. Bones. Bones. Yeah. Crazy
3: shit. Bones. It's so easy, right? It's I'm amazed at how um, how relatively safe um the food is, considering how easy it is for some Maniac to contaminate it with something, or or just people who don't care, or whatever. Very
0: surprised that we don't have. I mean, there probably are small outbreaks here and there that we, but you would even. I would think that social media. Um, but really, what's the last thing that really happened? But I think John, you were talking about that on the previous shows. You were talking about Taco Bell or something like that, but that was years ago.
1: Yeah, that that was I think over ten years ago. Taco Bell had that E. coli outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think. I, I can't think of anything. Someone found a, a finger in their Wendy's chili, but that turned out to be a hoax. Yeah, and, every so
0: often you'll hear you'll hear something, but I'm I'm very <laughs> surprised that you eat fing- finger food. <laughs> I actually
1: I don't I don't know if you remember in the 1990s somebody <gasps> found a <laughs> shard of broken glass in a bottle of coca-cola and, and a they, syringe. They, no they they sued coca-cola <laughs> and got a lot of money and uh. i met this guy he was a lawyer for coca-cola and all he did was defend coca-cola from after that person found a shard in their bottle people were finding all kinds of crazy shit in coca-cola <laughs> or pretending <laughs> yeah. to And his job was to debunk all these claims like people were finding since cans are so much more prevalent, people were finding glass and cans of Coke, which is pretty much impossible because the cans are made in a a totally different facility than the bottles.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or disprove it. Yeah. Yeah, How do you prove that? You know, (laughs) I guess guess
1: anything's possible. But a, a lawsuit. Uh, has to show more likely than not and uh, there there are things that can be common obviously like if one bottle breaks in a in a bottling plant and they don't stop the line and clean up all the glass that glass could get into potentially other products but you can't find you can't find like something totally different that wouldn't uh
0: syringes weren't they finding syringes uh... yeah that's crazy.
2: Why can't you ever find something good in your item? Yeah. Like a diamond. You're, you're eating a can of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I found gold bull, bullion. I yeah. found a gold bull bullion. You, you,
0: know, you, you know,
1: break your tooth on the fucking Hope diamond, you know? Yep. People who find something <laughs> yeah, exactly. good probably keep their mouth shut about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also a lot of these facilities are 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 have cameras in them too, and so they can identify. And a lot of the products have a have a code on them that shows what facility it came from, what date it was manufactured. So they can oftentimes trace the the uh, problem back to yeah back to a specific incident, and it's actually like we think. You think of like the corporation tries to cover up at all costs, but that's not always true. Sometimes they'll admit that they had a problem and they'll pay a settlement out just so they can, it gives them credibility to debunk all these other claims that come out, you know, where, where they can, you know, you found a human finger in your Coca-Cola Well, they Mm. can go back and look at the date code and review the, what happened at the plant. Mm. And it's not easy for people to like, like Chris said, uh, what if some maniac, like, what if some maniac just peed in your bottle of Coke and put it back on the line? Well, well, that's really <laughs> hard to do because there's Amazon and there's supervisors and, and there's, there's these things in place to prevent oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, the
0: pee comes later when you're at the restaurant and you well, send something your food worse back that, the second man. time. That's when they start peeing in your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, don't people think about that? Like, you know, some people who are, like, jerks, and uh, they, may, they make a, a scene and all that, and they're like, oh, really do else, I uh, do is, that? Is, I, I think I've
1: done it maybe you know, two or three times in my life. Yeah, I usually just don't. If it's bad, I just don't go back. I don't complain to these yeah. people or send food back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because that is true. Yeah. You,
1: and also... Right.
3: You're also, asking for it. You're asking for somebody to
1: do something and you to drank it. it, it you know? You'd probably be fine. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, I'm
3: more. I'm. I'm more worried about some. Uh, when I say a maniac, somebody who who has some sick ideas about hurting or oh, killing yeah. a lot somebody of people with some substance. You know,
1: you is a different thing. But actually, for the most part, when you you get exposed to disgusting things. They're not they're not you have an immune system and your 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 saliva and your stomach. I mean, that's why, like, you know, yes. fear factor where people eat cockroaches or they used to. That show's so old. But eating a cockroach, drinking somebody's pee, <laughs> eating, eating something that a, that a homeless person can handle. It's probably you're probably going to be OK. You know, it's probably not going to harm you. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of nasty things um, in the food industry which are allowed uh, just because of the level of, of of the processing and the production and all that. You know, you need to allow some uh, room for some things that if people knew about it, they'd be disgusted as long as it's not a yeah, problem. Uh, it's just, as long as it's I, better that people just don't know about it.
1: Ago, uh, which I which sounds reasonable. There's a, a percentage, a small percentage of unidentified protein that can be in the in food, and the reason for it is that these big facilities that manufacture yeah. processed food are going to attract a certain amount of rats and roaches and things like that, and there's going to be some cockroach in your food. They end up in the yeah. in, in, yeah. pie, inevitable.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would hear about I think my, my science teacher in junior high school uh said this this is back in like I don't know eighty nine, you know, he said, Oh, you know, um at the bottom of your cereal in the bag, you know, there's you know, very small parts of insects. You know. Yeah, and like that, that didn't, study. Sense, didn't they know? say
0: that we consume a certain percentage of insects per year? I think they even measured that shit out, like in, in pounds.
3: Some of it is on purpose with, with the, uh, the um, artificial natural flavors and, in, and in, in, um, so many foods are from insects. They actually use insects wow. to create I, I didn't flavors. know that. That's crazy.
0: Shit.
3: That's why when you, when you, if you want truly vegan like you could you could buy a product that says you know dairy free and, and uh, you know animal products free, but it doesn't say vegan because some of those flavors are probably from right. insects, right?
0: Or it's filtered with uh, products that that um, may have been made from insects. Certain wines are not vegan because of the filtering process. And is that Mark? Yeah, that too.
2: Oh, put it, put, put on.
3: Yeah, and and beer also. Oh she my God, said, you "Yeah." Guys can
2: hear me? Yes. No. What? I, didn't, I didn't know you could hear me. Well, what did you think? Mara, get on the phone.
3: <laughs> she's running away like a chicken. She's—I think she's she's uh she's prepared something for herself to eat, and she was telling me to hightail it into the. Bedroom, because whenever she, yeah, well, wants, you, to she wants to eat something, she wants to watch something on TV. they saying
1: that chicken, <laughs> that it might be game over for chicken.
3: Uh, we're we're keeping it around for the cats. An
1: interesting because they don't fact have a choice in being vegans. Chickens, the chickens you eat are all about nine months old. Apparently, they're they taste the best at nine months. They're like fully grown and at their best flavor as they get old. They don't. Uh, they don't taste as good, and that's one of the problem with one of the problems farmers have with people not taking delivery is that even if you keep your chickens alive, then you have old chickens, and nobody wants to eat an elderly chicken. I don't know what. I don't know what it tastes <laughs> like. What the difference? Because they
3: got is, used. Yeah,
1: they're so used to chicken being like every piece of chicken you eat is identical to every other piece of chicken. So if you ate a chicken that was you know, a year old instead of nine months, you might be like, oh, man, something's wrong with this meat. I'd better throw it away. Well, if, if, if we don't
0: play our cards right, yeah. we're all going to yeah. be eating out of fucking
1: dumpsters. So I don't think it's really going to matter.
2: And we're all going to be eating old chicken, <laughs> So
1: Yeah, and then the whole <laughs> economics of raising an animal is based on sending it to slaughter at a certain number of months, you know, because it costs a lot of money to feed a cow. Cows are big. And so if you have to keep these cows sitting around growing old, they it's a problem to, to feed. The more you feed them and longer they live, the more your costs go up. And then the other problem is a lot of these domesticated farm animals, like when I mentioned the herd immunity, and disease they start getting diseases pretty early in their life they're not they weren't bred to be hardy they were bred to be get big and fat and then you kill them and eat them and once they they, they don't age well they start getting medical conditions and diseases that cost a lot of money to uh oh yeah to, to a vet you know if, if you if you know anyone who's owned a horse you know that you know your horse gets sick or breaks a leg, it's thousands of dollars, so it's not viable to to keep sick animals alive either so so there's a lot of problems with you know if the meat processors close down and no one can take delivery on these animals and Once they're euthanized, it's another however long for a chicken it's nine months I don't know how long a cow takes or a pig. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're having that, that it's going to be that backup, the backup from of stuff. I mean, although I don't think the food industry would be affected as much. People are still eating. People the, the food supply has been diverted from restaurants to supermarkets, so there hasn't been much of a disruption from the supply side, I, I would imagine. And the demand side is still there. All the people, you know, I would eat maybe twice, two or three times a week I might go eat at a restaurant uh, and now I don't but though, it doesn't mean I don't eat those two or three times, it means that I got it from a supermarket instead so I, I, I would imagine that the food supply as long as the workers stay healthy, shouldn't be disrupted in any way and then chickens are still selling and they should still be being eaten at no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think somebody
3: think... just got a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was me, guys. What I did was I, I um, transferred from, uh, I mean, I opened up the um, link through the cell phone before I closed the one on the laptop. I was curious what it would look like, and that's what happened.
2: Oh, I, we thought you were just getting abducted. <laughs> Sounds like a like
0: a nineteen fifties Ed Wood movie, and, and that's like, another thing. There. Have you guys been hearing? The Department of Defense is admitting that those videos that were taken, the Nimitz and uh, uh, the, the those three videos that came that came to light uh, a couple of years ago, uh, from the early two thousands, they admitted that those things were were real. So you, the government is admitting that that UAPs are a thing. <clears throat> And and so that's something that's interesting
3: as well. I'm, I'm suspicious about the timing. I mean, why why bring that up now? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I think that they're trying. I mean, if you
2: bring up controversial shit, then you usually bring it up at a time where people are distracted. So, like, you know, so so it could be something along those. Yeah, lines. Yeah, give Everybody, someone
1: something else to talk about. Yeah, outside yeah. of COVID. A, yeah, so I, I, so I think like Chris, to what you said, I think the demand for food is way down. I think we saw a, a huge spike of people hoarding, and that wiped out the grocery stores. And I think now people are worried about liquidity, and so they're not wasting food. And I think people tr- waste tremendous amounts of food. You know, they cook something, they throw the leftovers away, they eat out, they. Restaurants waste a lot of food. So I think there's actually demand is low. And um, and the scary thing, though, is that that chicken, you go to the grocery store, that chicken you're buying is nine months old, plus however long it took to process. So mm-hmm. you're buying a, a chicken that was born, let's say, about a year ago, because the grocery store food is probably not that fresh. And so if you're eating last year's chicken now... You know, what's going to happen next year? And nobody can really answer that except, like I said earlier, that the United States produces so much food that it's hard to believe. It's hard to think, even with all the disruption, that we'll have people here starving. But people in other countries might be in real trouble.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've been one of the other things I've been doing is I've been Digging into the back of the cabinets, the back of the fridge, just for space purposes, you're, you're, you're taking stock of everything you have in the cabinets and the uh, refrigerator. And you notice like, I noticed some frozen strawberries that were in the back of the freezer. And I was like, ah, oh. so I started eating those throughout the week and they were good. And and you start to notice things in the back, like cans of shit that you didn't use And when you bought them in 2016, the expiration date was like 2021.
1: So you're like, ah, I could still use these. (laughs) Yeah, I I did the same thing. I I went and checked all my expiration dates and started eating the stuff that was either about to expire or expired within a reasonable amount of time.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just because it expires doesn't mean you have to toss it. You know, you just have to Yeah, it's a best buy date. Yeah. yeah, smell it, taste it, look at it. If, if it passes those tests, then you, you – bottoms, you know,
1: down the, down the hatch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
3: terrible. Yeah, I,
1: I know. I've, I've been behaving – I haven't been wasting hardly any food, which unfortunately I usually do. And, um, you, you know, I remember my great-grandmother believed it was a sin to waste food. It is. And I think the reason for it is she went through – Hunger in her life, you know, where where people were poor, whether it was the Great Depression or she was born 1893. So there was probably bad shit going on back then and not a lot of and like no programs to help you if you were poor. And um, so. So, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of readopted that attitude like it's a sin to waste food. And it's also it's unwise to be wasting money right now because the problem everyone might face is a shortage of money, so any scrap of money you can hold on to you should hold on to
2: it is it There is an argument to be made that you should hoard money at this point and 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 so there is there is something to be said to that for for that. I do think that people are still buying a lot of hoard food.
3: money. How are you gonna hoard uh, money? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well well you can you can cancel you could cancel your cable TV if you're not in contract. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you but can, I mean
1: I got I I actually got uh you know, I sent you guys I was being sarcastic. All state refunded me sixteen dollars on my car insurance, and that enraged me to the point where I actually went and took a look at my policy and I lowered it by twelve hundred dollars a year I'm saving now because I was carrying this excess lia- all this liability and that was that wasn't required by law and it messed me up in Florida. My Florida insurance costs like double. And I meant to go and do it, but you know how it is. You got other stuff going on and so I lowered the the New York policy by three hundred every six months, and the Florida policy by three hundred every six months, and so that's twelve hundred a year. And then, meanwhile, my friend went to Verizon, uh, AT&T. I'm paying for, I was paying forty five dollars a month for my cell phone bill, which is a prepaid phone. And AT and T has this introductory offer, which since I'm prepaid, I could take advantage of for fifteen dollars a month, unlimited talk and text, but only two gigabytes of data. But they have an additional ten gigabytes of free uh, pandemic data, you know, free coronavirus data. So it's actually twelve gigabytes. And so my phone bill went from $45 to $15 with the tax at $17. And so that's something I've been encouraging people to, you know, look at your bills and see if you can
3: oh, get better
1: deals. I, I have a whole list of other bills I'm going to try and tackle and see if I could get them lowered or see if they're running. A lot of these companies are running promotions. They're trying to get customers They're trying to keep their customers they're scared that you are not going to pay your bill at all and so you know if you call them up and say hey you know do you have a better deal for me i'm struggling here got the coronavirus <laughs> 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 yo no, man I, I got true. the coronavirus you got to hook me up man
3: it's true but i mean as far as data um, it's good you we ha- you have to you have to uh, um you know well uh, save money as, as best as you can. But, uh, thinking about, you know, so many people, uh, that aren't working. So how you gonna, you're not going to hoard money, you know?
1: Well, maybe, maybe hoard is the same way, but if you're, if you, if you, especially if you have a family, if you have a family, you have, when you're on your own, it's, you, you can just go feral. Like, I can go out into the woods with my gun and eat squirrels. <laughs> but if, if you have a family, you've got to provide a safe, stable environment for it. Shut that fuck up!
3: <laughs> yeah, it
1: makes think of about What you have to think about is when your job opens back up, if they tell you, sorry, man, we don't need you anymore... Like, how long can you last? Like, how much money do you have in the bank? And when, when I'm talking about hoarding money, or I think Ramos said hoarding money, but just saving money, saving cash, keeping liquid, is I'm not talking about if you have $100,000 in the bank, I don't think you should, like, take it out and put it in a vault someplace. You're okay. I'm talking about the guy who's got $500 in the bank, or he's got 1000 or 2000 or 5000 you know, don't spend that five thousand. Even if it's ten thousand, don't spend it oh, because you of might. Not. You might need that ten thousand to survive a period where <laughs> you're unemployed.
3: Oh yeah, no, you know, like um, I, I heard about somebody who um, when they got their stimulus money, the family as a, as a family, all the stimulus money that they got, the husband basically used all of it or most of it. To buy a furniture set for the um, for the basement, and these people have a mortgage, right? So they're they're kind of dependent on on the people renting to pay the rent, and and they needed they needed they did need a bed, right? Uh, and I'm like, what is this guy thinking? He has to assume that the people are going to find either that he really can't pay the rent or they're going to take advantage of the opportunity to like not pay the rent. And you have a mortgage, you know, you any money that you get, man, you use it towards, you know, paying the mortgage, the, the food and bills.
1: Yeah, your, your rent is the most important thing. Your, your sofa set isn't going to help you when you're homeless.
3: I can't believe, like, yeah, I can't believe he did what, that. I was like, I want to beat this guy up, you know? The moment people, that I get money, I'm paying my, my freaking rent and, and, and credit card bills and whatnot, you know?
1: What, what people don't understand, <laughs> and now if someone really doesn't have money for rent or they really need to stay liquid, that's one thing. But what people don't understand, and I'm in real estate, and all these stories are coming out, what people don't understand about it is that there's a, a moratorium on foreclo on well foreclosures, but also on evictions. And the reason they're not doing evictions is not because the government loves you and is trying to help you out. It's because the courts are closed and they're not taking non-essential cases, and evictions aren't essential. So people now it changes from county to county, state to state, all over the country. But for the most part you can still file the notice of eviction and you're just not going to get a court date until they start doing evictions again. So landlords are filing on tenants this notice of eviction and it doesn't really mean anything. It just puts you on notice and that scares a lot of people into paying their rent because they don't want to go through, a, they don't want to get actually get evicted. But where it's going to come back and hurt people is the next time... You go to get an apartment. You want to move someplace else. Yeah. Almost nowadays, almost everyone runs background checks. And the most important thing on that background check is your history of evictions or notice of eviction. And you could talk your way out of if you're a a child molester, you're better than somebody who doesn't pay their rent in the eyes of a landlord. (laughs) So... You you know, or if you didn't pay your credit card or if you if you stole money from the church collection basket or you swindled people, the worst thing you can have on record is that you didn't pay your landlord. So your rent should be like the number one thing that you you try and get paid. And if you don't have money, you should try and work it out with your landlord. You know, like maybe you could pay a little less or maybe you could do something, you know,
3: turn turn some, uh, you know. Tricks.
2: Yeah, prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was reading an article that there's a lot of that going on. Landlords who are... Because the other problem is the moratorium you still have to pay after three months. So, like... (laughs) you you're, you know. If we open up in July, you wake up in July. Yeah. Now you're three months in debt. That yeah, doesn't a make lot any of, sense. A
1: lot of people, a lot of people are going to get screwed because they they heard in the media or on the news or their friend told them, "Hey, no evictions. You don't have to pay your rent." And so they're running out and using their rent money to buy sneakers or furniture. something. <laughs> yeah, furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're going to get screwed. <laughs> And you, you know what Ottoman. what modern slumlording is? Old-time slumlording was when you, you took a shithole and you rented it out for a cheap price to poor people who couldn't afford anything better. Modern slumlording for smart slumlords is you take a shithole and you rent it out to people who can't get uh, an apartment anywhere else because they have a terrible history. And you charge more money because you're taking more risk. You're renting to risky people. And so a lot of people, once they get an, ev- an eviction on their record, the only thing they could rent is an overpriced apartment in a bad neighborhood that never gets maintained. It's in terrible condition. And the landlord just laughs at you because he knows you can't <laughs> go anywhere else. And I, I, don't su- oh, I don't support that. That's very wrong. But that—that's the the face of modern slumlording that you hear mm. about.
3: Yeah, I, I can't—I
1: can't believe. I mean, well,
2: nobody—you know—a lot of people just don't think about the future, and so they—they they don't think about that it's going to wake you're going to wake up and you're just going to owe all that money. It's life is hard enough. You're already in debt. Man, so the population is already in debt. Imagine adding three months of rent worth of debt. In New point, York. Yeah, you know, right. In New York. So, like, you're finished at that point. A lot of... There's a lot of landlords who are uh, collecting their debts you know, through sex. <laughs> I mean, there was an article. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they've got a, they've got some hot person. You know, they got some hot woman or whatever living in an apartment, and and they're not paying the rent. And they're like, listen, you know, in July, um, all <laughs> <laughs> so happens. You're gonna
3: owe oh, all this rent. I can make it so it like, all goes away. Can you imagine <laughs> you people know? actually, you know, being down with doing that? Like, that's terrible, on. man. Jeez.
0: that's terrible. It's happened. oh, I'm sure it is it's happening
3: already. I'm sure it is. I can't. I cannot imagine doing. Like I don't care. I don't care what the circumstances are. I'm gonna find another way. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Get the hell out of here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the economy is bad now, and so it's very. It's it's very. We don't know what's gonna happen. So it's very unwise to like defer rent payments. And like I said, for your future, the rent is kind of the most important thing. You're better off not paying your credit card or not paying your uh, because. You know, a landlord, if the landlord sees like you, if you have a letter from your old landlord that says you paid the rent regularly, but you have this bad credit and you say, well, you know, I paid my housing because that's the most important thing. The landlord is more likely to overlook your, your bad credit because of your credit card debt or anything like that if you paid your housing.
3: Yeah, I don't know. The way that I. But if you
1: have good credit and a history of not paying rent,
2: your landlord's not going to take you. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. And it's getting harder and harder. You know, there used to be like little old ladies who they didn't do background checks. You put, uh, you put on a suit and you said, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and they, they hired you because you looked like a, a nice boy. But background <laughs> checks have been a lo- around so long. And and also there's liability, too, in 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 renting to someone because you
0: like damage the property, you know, it's
1: kind well, yeah, they can damage the proper property. But you also open yourself up to discrimination claims, because what does it mean to hire you? You chose a tenant because you liked them or you had a good feeling about them or something like that. It's kind of the definition of discrimination. Like, why (laughs) did you have a good feeling about them?
0: Yeah,
2: so you have a situation where you know these guys. Uh, any, any? Uh, did you see the furniture, Chris? <laughs> did you? Uh, Was it nice?
3: You- <laughs> No, uh, this is somebody this is somebody who who bought a, a um a house in Newark, New Jersey, because I'm cheap. Yeah, cheaper that Don't go to able too much to detail. Afford. Don't give them away. Uh but I mean, you know, the idea of having a mortgage, this is why I never I never had the, <laughs> the balls to do something like that because I said if anything happens, I'm screwed. You know, they are gonna just take the house away and any money that you put into it, forget it. You know, so how do you do that you I'd be like that's the first thing I would want to pay you know have money to pay the mortgage
1: yeah i mean the place the place that you live and that your family lives is the most important thing that the bank can't really do too much to you if you if you like if you don't pay your credit card, I mean you should pay your credit card and you should pay. All your bills, if you can, but your housing is the, really the last thing you should stop paying. That's the that's the roof over your head.
3: Oh yeah, that's the yeah. first thing I ever pay. Like I've, I've, you know, my whole family. This is how we've been. We never, you know, we may not have anything else, but we pay the the rent. You know.
2: Yes, you got to pay the rent, and 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 even if you don't, if look, so something where like it doesn't. There are certain loans that uh, you know, expire after a certain amount of time, whether you pay them or not. And then there are certain loans that you will have to pay every cent. And, 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 a, and a loan like that, you should be paying every month, even if you don't have to, just to get it over with. Uh, and then when it comes to rent, rent is like something, if you can pay your rent, you should pay your rent. If you can't pay your rent, then there's nothing you can do about it. But you certainly shouldn't be taking your stimulus check and, and buying an <laughs> 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 oh, God. And and shit.
3: I wanted you to know. beat this guy up when I heard. I was like, what the hell is he doing?
2: <laughs> That's terrible. Fucking you know, the mattress firm and, and, and Raymore and Flanagan and shit. You know, come on. Come on. Yeah. You know. then, well, they
3: had, I mean, they had a reason, but it wasn't good enough. No matter what the reason is, if you, if you, you know, if you have to sleep on the floor, sleep on the floor. I don't care. You yeah. Know? And especially, especially
1: to do it under your landlord's nose. Because if, if your landlord is a, a real person and not a big corporation, your, your landlord sees that and gets upset. And you're, when your relationship with your landlord goes bad, it's bad for everybody. You know, eviction is bad for everybody. It's not just uh, like, oh, it's the the poor tenant got thrown out. You know, the landlord loses a lot of money. He's got to pay a lawyer. He's got to he's got to he loses rent. He loses this and that. And when you when you're in that relationship, you're under stress all the time when you're fighting with your landlord. Everyone's under stress. Nobody wants eviction to happen.
3: In this case, it, it is a landlord, who I mean, a sort of landlord who's doing this, you know, uh, but, they, you know, he has a mortgage and they're not rich.
1: Yeah, sometimes, you know, they just order, sometimes the landlord you know. is poorer than the tenant and yeah. he's even taking a little loss on the rental because he thinks, I mean, that was common in Florida when prices were so low in 2008, some people held on to their house and rented it out at a slight loss. Because they felt like, you know, the prices would come back, and that money they were paying to cover the mortgage every month, eventually they'd have an asset. And it, it's true; that's what happened for the people who held on to their property, even if they had to rent it out. They they ended up with an asset that a lot of people, you know, were selling up until just now. This happened; a lot of people were selling off these houses that were rentals, and it was actually causing a a housing crisis because a lot of the a lot of these renters were being put out of houses where you know they had been paying eight hundred dollars a month and now rents jumped. There's fewer rentals and rents jumped up to like fifteen hundred dollars a month. And uh, I don't know what people are doing now, but but we were in kind of a housing crisis for for tenants down here. <laughs>
2: So you so that's your uh that's your situation and we move into another week and we've got we've got all these uh numbers that we're taking a look at with everything and and uh in the meantime just trying to get by every every day and and uh I, I've personally I'm just taking it one meal at a time
1: at this t- you know, at this point, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing to do. Just, you know, don't get sick. So social distance, support the revolution from a socially distant location. And, uh, (laughs) and keep an eye on the economy, keep an eye on uh, if there's a spike in illness and
2: uh which 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 revolution it's like we have two revolutions at the same time the
1: the the revolution against the uh (laughs) the revolution against the authority against the medical dictatorship against the technocrats (laughs) The,
2: the technocrats so it's so it's expertise versus the gut feeling the uh you know and and that's the nature of it all. Yeah, the point. feel good
1: revolution. Yeah. If you don't feel good, feel you can't good. be healthy. So
2: feel good. <laughs> in good. And I think that uh, have you have you guys uh, have you guys been able to uh, have have you guys been able to like has anybody come up with a new hobby or something that that uh, something new have they have you guys gotten into anything new? Knitting?
3: <laughs> playing
2: no. the flute? I know, I know, I, I'm, I'm sure a couple of you have become well-versed in playing the skin.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I, I've been the wanting skin. to make a, a YouTube video <laughs> and try and develop that skill a little bit. I guess it's not much of a skill, you just point your camera at something and and uh... that's
2: cool. Yeah. You know, I, I've, uh, I've met like a million people and like that, that tell me how great a photographer they are at this point, you know, and like their websites are just filled with like pictures that they've taken. And, and I'm like, photography has become really, you know, easy, hasn't it? You know, that like at this point back in the day, you had to like have this giant camera and, carry it around and find particular spots with particular lighting and now you could be taking a shit and you're just you point your phone out the window and you catch a bird at the right time and you're a photographer. It's,
3: it's still not that simple but but yeah it has become easier and but i think it's just it, it, there's such a an excess of, of media including people taking more photos than they really need to yeah. It's kind of like the masturbation, you know, it's like I stay away from it because it's like, oh, how many freaking photos am I going to take of what?
2: You know, the yeah. irony of it all is all these people have taken all the like I would imagine the total amount of photos taken over the last five years is probably more than the total amount of photos taken the 20 years before. Yeah, in the
1: whole history oh, yeah. of humanity. Right.
2: But the irony is, if this digital, if the digital world ever shuts down completely, then, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who don't even have one physical picture of themselves.
1: Yeah, well, I could tell you with, uh, I can take a good enough photograph for real estate that's that's somewhat professional. And uh, the reason I was thinking about YouTube is, I have made a video when I was selling my car, I made a video, which is very helpful but doesn't really need to be professional because you're just a guy selling a car. Uh, I'm the, you know, guy selling his own car. But if I could up my professional level a little bit to make a, a video of a house that looked decent enough to, you know, not make me look like an idiot, that would be, um, that would be a, a help. And I think a lot of, a lot of real estate agents don't take advantage of the uh, – there's a video. You can upload video, but they don't take advantage of it because sometimes it's better to just not do something than to do it in a really amateurish way. It makes you look like totally unprofessional. Oh, yeah. And and it costs right. a lot of money to get a professional videographer to uh to shoot a film of a property it's usually not worth it it's cost prohibitive
4: no
3: no yeah
1: john you could probably Absolutely. just invest in a program yeah i i don't well, I... know if my my camera is up to it i have a very old iphone and i'm not going to i'm not going to be an idiot who upgrades their cell phone in, in the pandemic <laughs> yeah <laughs> But well, Chris, but yeah, the uh, program and like, that can stabilize video. And also, I don't know, I I don't know exactly how to shoot it. You know, if I should be in the video or if I should, uh, if I'm film in the video, then yeah, or film film a walkthrough. I've done walkthroughs with uh, FaceTime, like for clients who were out of town. I've actually Facetimed uh, a couple of houses, and then I mean that's totally unprofessional. Though you're just like walking around looking at shit on Facetime.
0: Well, Ramos and I did those commercials. That was fun.
1: Or yeah, or I no, should. Yeah.
2: we're still waiting on your, uh, you know, commercial. Your your advertisement.
1: Yeah, that might be a that might be some good practice for me. And uh, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't say Facetime a... is unprofessional. It is professional. It's just unpolished. It's totally unpolished. Like, you couldn't take a, a FaceTime walkthrough and post it to YouTube.
3: And it may backfire because it won't be in a good light or something.
1: Oh. Maybe, a fa-
2: maybe a Fannie Mae commercial. <laughs> <laughs> So I I don't know. You should, this week you should you should get working on it. I think uh, I think that'll be cool. That'll be cool. That's a lot of fun. Or a, an ad an ad for an expire for a car that doesn't exist anymore. Make it up. That one's good too.
0: Yeah.
3: The Terraplane. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, it's not it's not it's not that it's not as hard as you may think, and it's not as easy as you may think because I saw uh, both um, Chris and Vic. They did a really nice job of blending in the their voices with the other sounds and that's that's not easy
1: yeah i thought vic did a very good job i haven't heard ramos's yet i'll have to go back and find the link you haven't heard
0: it (laughs) it's really good i liked it. it it inspired me man it really did
4: Listen to that
3: shit, man. <laughs> it's, and also getting what? just the right, you know, the right tone, the pitch, the volume—all yeah, that.
0: Yeah, he did a great job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post it with it's, this, with this pod. Both of you guys. Thanks.
3: Yeah, it should be, it should be in the, uh, in, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. It's so in
3: the, it's the, the message comments. history.
2: It's it's in your texts, John. It's uh, it's 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 there. It's an audio file. Okay,
1: I'll go back and find it. Otherwise, I'll say I'm too. I'll tell you if I'm too stupid to find it. And uh, and I'll you, resend Yeah, it you can resend you, yeah. it. I fell a little behind on my texts because uh, a couple things happened. Nothing's really going on in real estate. It's all frozen, but it's it's weird. Real estate is weird. Like all of a sudden, some spurt of of action comes out of nowhere and, uh, you know, like everyone got, everyone got bit by the real estate bug on the same day. But I guess, I think that's just like probability often, you you know, like that, like that's just how the universe works. Things cluster together and people wonder why. And it's really just luck. It's mathematics. Yeah, it's mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you ca- toss a coin three times and you should – or four times you toss a coin, you should get two heads and two tails, but oftentimes you it's don't. The same. It's the uh, yeah. same ma-
2: – it's the proven mathematical uh, principle behind uh, when it rains, it pours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's why ancient people yeah. believed that there were deities behind good and bad fortune – and even we believe in lady luck, and we have suspicions and systems and lucky charms and things like that. Because and everything's
0: a fucking conspiracy, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's why it's why we yeah. have bad days. Like you wake up and everything goes wrong at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Or everything goes good at the same time. Yeah. So.
2: So we'll see. Uh, it sounds like things are going to start opening up, and, and we'll have to just see uh, where we go from there. Maybe one day we can, uh, we can have this cast, this podcast done in one room. That would be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe one day yeah. we could do a, a video cast in one room. Yes. That's right. That's right. We'll do, we'll do a round table. Yeah, or a square.
3: That's table. not very likely.
2: A square table's fine too.
3: <laughs> not very likely with one guy way out somewhere in Pennsylvania, another one in Florida. Only me and uh, me and Ramos. It's easy for us. We're like we we we're walking distance of each other.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll... we'll have to walk to Florida. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys might have to escape to Florida. Or PA. Yeah, right. If things, yeah, if things get worse. Yeah, if all if all yeah. hell breaks loose, you guys.
3: That's not an option for me. All
2: right, well, John, uh, I'll let you know. I'll give you. Uh, what is it? What it takes like
1: twenty four hours to drive over there? No, like thirteen hours, right? The drive over there. Uh, yeah, it's, nonstop. It's more. Yeah. It's more like eighteen hours when you're. Well, if if you're gonna like stop and pee or put gas in your car, it's it's like eighteen hours. In a diaper, you could uh, you you might get it down to sixteen hours if you wear a diaper. Like like the like the woman, yeah, like like the astronaut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I'll give you about a day's notice, and you just get everything ready. And, uh, you know, that's what we'll do.
1: Yeah, if people if people start eating each other there, you'll know it's time to get out.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I have a good, you know, I, I, I bet I bet things will get back to, I mean, it's going to be annoying, but things will get back to some sort of normal by the summer, by June, hopefully. You know, so let's hope, let's hope. Yeah. That's. Uh, I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background. That's. Uh, I just threw some burgers onto the grill. I knew it. Yeah. So uh, I figured for these last few minutes, it might you know add a little spice to. Yeah, food.
1: some sizzling meat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Speaking of the meat packing industry, right? And uh, what are you guys doing for dinner?
1: Oh, I—I um, I don't know for myself. I'm probably going to go out and restock a few things.
3: Uh, I have options. I don't know. I haven't thought of it exactly.
1: Lauren's making something
0: right now. Actually, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm sure it's going to be goodness.
1: Oh, mystery meat! <laughs> mystery meat! Spam! Spam! <laughs> spam!
4: Spam! spam, spam, spam. <laughs>
1: Bad
2: guys uh, uh, with the one uh, percent of unknown meat or whatever <laughs> it is, unknown protein. Sounds sounds delicious. Yeah. Sounds
1: delicious. Yeah, it's, it's that it's that bear that walked by the other day. Yeah, <laughs> the big bear. Oh
0: yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, the skunks are back. The skunks are back. We think that we have another pair of skunks under the deck. Yeah, oh, wow. it stinks down oh, there. No. They're spraying something. It's terrible.
3: Isn't there a way of like preventing them to get to get to go in in the first yeah, place? Yeah, we
0: have. Uh, there's like wood and all that, but they, but you know, it's not gating, so they they kind of get in there.
1: Can you get some chicken wire or lattice or uh,
0: probably? Yeah, we're gonna have to like- look into that.
1: There's like goat goat used- wire or construction mesh. I forget what it's called, but it's bigger than chicken wire, and so I think it's cheaper, and uh, and it's squares, so it's more attractive than chicken wire. And what you what you should do is dig a little ditch and bury it a little bit, so that yeah, you know, a lot it of these critters they'll yeah they dig they'll dig a little, but they they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna like excavate. yeah we're gonna have to look into it yeah man yeah it's better it's better to exclude things because you you will continue to have a problem and poisoning is not really a good solution because if stuff dies where you can't retrieve the body then you have rot and that attracts flies and disease it's not good for the kids and stuff so Mm.
3: Not good for anybody. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, exclusion would be the would be the best solution.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm looking to into
3: as always.
1: Well, there you
2: Pre- go. You got it, prevention. But what do you do about the guys that are already there?
1: You chase them out with uh, you. You play. You play. Well, here's, here's... You, you play rap music at night and <laughs> <laughs> and get them to move. Well one thing you could do uh, i mean is there any way and is there anything
2: that skunks are attracted to that you could lure them out of the house uh, out of the house and then get you know and then you, you could you could
1: it. you could scare them out you could you could put on a, a really scary mask and just scare the shit out of them and see how that goes
2: <laughs> a, a scary mask